how AngelWorks, right? Results are nice, but not that easy to use all the time. Yeah, I'll edit that bit out because we were recording there. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The only reason I was late was I was um, listening to um, Andreas's last um, comment on the Carbotique about the soft. Have you seen that? The soft 99 um, report where he did all the comparison. The product's really, really interesting, actually. Did you see it, George? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the video you did a while ago as well on if the light versus dark. That was brilliant, that, watching that. Yeah. It's, it's, I think yeah. it's a, a bit old now, isn't it? A bit like me. But, yeah, it's 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 well worth watching. Is, yeah, three, four years old, yeah. 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 Okay, that was a natural intro. Let's run the credits. So welcome, welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to podcast number five, the official return of Schwarzinger. Okay, we promised you we'd have a part two. It's the same mighty four. Okay, so we had lots and lots of questions from the previous podcast, um, and we promised to do part uh, part two. And Andreas is very kindly um, dedicated, I don't know, an hour, two hours, three hours. You know what we're like. We'll just keep, keep going. <laughs> Um, and hopefully we'll get to dig deeper <laughs> as to what makes Andreas tick. Now, quite a few questions that I've got from the Carboteque members, um, seven or eight people, really interested in the detailing side of things, and we're going to tap into a few questions on that shortly. But Andreas, I haven't primed you on any of these questions, but they, they want to get to know you yep. as a human being, because you are, you are a human being. You're not a detailing ro robot or anything, are you? No, I have been accused <laughs> of it uh, last week. I think that I'm the detailing ai but let's see detailing is that because AI. of is that because of people uh complaining or moaning about your copy and paste do you believe exactly exactly yeah but if you write something good once you've got to share it again haven't you i i Absolutely. personally never saw an, an issue with copy pasting because yeah it's i think it's better than telling someone to use the search function mm. I guess going with that on that concept, I guess we're going to free free flow it tonight. Is no, yeah. I think it's a great idea when you put the responses that you do. They're obviously very topical, and the question gets asked multiple times. So yeah. it's a good way of sharing that knowledge that you've worked out over the number of years. And I don't want to sound like a guitar here, but no, if you want to copy and paste, look, let's let's be honest. Most of us not copy and paste the same answer, but we do give the same answer without mm. copying and pasting. It does does take up a lot of your time. Exactly. And and the the length of the answers I give, um, it would be a waste of time retyping them. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think I think the amount of time you spend researching your question, um, it's not the case whereby people have just got one opportunity to listen to your response. And like you say, not that many people use the search function and they certainly yeah. do, don't on the on on the Carbotique. And Whereas some groups get frustrated, use the search button. We, we just say, okay, we appreciate that people don't use it. Okay, we answer the question. Um, and if if 
if, if if it's a relevant way of answering the question is to copy and paste a response you've given, it's still giving that information. So um, I, I don't buy I don't buy into the criticism of that. Um, and if people actually read what you're saying, and we discussed this in the last podcast, every answer you give, you back up with detail and data. It's not just, uh, in my opinion, this wax is great. It's yeah. this wax is great because of X, Y, Z. Steve, you're going to say something. Yeah. So one of the questions I've had or some of the answers that I've read on multiple Facebook or social media sites, can you tell us why you wrote all those answers to those questions? Were you prompted to do it? Did you do it off your own back? Was it for a brand? Um, I mean, I think I know the answer to some of these questions, but I'd be good for our listeners to understand why you've done so many answers and where do you store them? Uh, I stored them in my phone, in the in the uh, in the Notepad app, and there I have them. Um, it's it's exactly as Andy said. It's it would be a waste of time typing all those lengthy answers and then just let them disappear if I know this question is asked so many times over and over again, and. From the point of view, from the from a new group member who is is don't know, doesn't know there's a search function. He's too lazy to look for it. He just wants an answer, and he doesn't or she doesn't care if it's a copy pasted answer. He just wants the answer, right? And mm, from from that new group member's perspective, um, I would say it's it's by far the best option out of use the search function, not getting an answer anyway, or just getting a really short product recommendation which is in, in my point of view it's it's rather pointless just throwing um, random product rec recommendations at people why did you originally do those um andreas and when you see a new question that you've not answered previously is that what spurs you to to go off and write another answer yeah yeah that's pretty much it I just saw that there is an opportunity for me to share the knowledge and the experience mainly from testing I have. And then I started typing. And I like typing. It's um, it's not that I someone forced me to do it. Um, I like it, actually. So originally, was that done, some of these questions, were they answered for a brand specifically? No. No. It just come about off the back of people asking questions that you yeah. see repeated, so you decided to answer them. I never knew that. I believed, and I guess so, others thought, that you typed them for a brand. I thought you were affiliated to, uh, is it Detail Freaks? And that's why you're the... I do uh, write the... blog articles for them, yes. Um, but I started answering questions way before that, um, which was the reason I got contacted by Detail Freaks by the owner ah, who saw that I give lengthy answers and then he asked me if I would be able to write blog posts for him. Brilliant. So it was I never knew that. That's good. Yes. I think that I think that resonates with you Steve. I think when you got your passion back into detailing and you started to you came on the Carbotique, you were giving quite comprehensive answers um, and that sort of spurred you onto the geeky details channel everything and and and, and you've gone from strength to strength. So although People like yourself, Steve, Andreas, get a bit of, I don't know, negative press if you want to do it like that. Okay, look look, look at the fellowship you've got of, of people that actually want answers to questions. Um, yeah. And maybe maybe the naysayers are the people that haven't got the time, the effort, or the knowledge to actually match that level of, of detail. I'm just, I'm guessing here. George? Yeah, it's, yeah I was going to say, giving an answer like you do, Andreas, and also Steve as well. 
people don't need to go and search elsewhere for the answer. They've got it all there and it's so informative. If they take the time to read it, they get what they need and probably more out of it, which is what it's about. It's about learning. And even if, mm. you know, the, the comment is there, they can go back to it, read it again, screenshot it, whatever. And it's uh, it's a good way of being informative with what you're trying to get across. Mm. Yeah. My, no, my, my, yeah. my phone to be fair, the Andy moment... started as well. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, oh continue, Andreas. <laughs> Please don't let me interrupt you. You started yeah, no, with was... those lengthy answers as well. I saw them. Yes, uh, I, I started getting I criticism for the amount of answers that I started off originally with all the detail that I went into. Um, and off the back of that, that spurred on, and I don't want this to make me about me, it was all of it. But yeah, now I feed my R&D that I'm doing over months, over weeks, and give back that information that way is probably why I don't post as much now um, because mm. I'm, I'm doing it, but back to brands um, mm. in, in behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. My, I mean, my, I, my phone. Sorry, go on, Andres. It's, it's, it's a, a lesson I had to learn the hard way. You will never be able to please anyone on the internet. There will no. always be people who moan. It, it doesn't matter if you give short answers, long answers, if you're brand affiliated, if you're independent, there will always be people who moan the the way you provide the answers. And I, I guess the, the the really frustrating thing is that we talk about something that doesn't cost anyone money. We all do it for free. We don't get paid to give those answers. And mm -hmm. still people moan about the way you decide to provide the, the knowledge and those free answers. And that that's the frustrating thing. But then... As, as I said, you cannot please anyone, and you you like. It's it's frustrating, but you have to build up walls at some point, where yeah. you should think, yeah, well, that's someone you you cannot please. And mm. to be to be absolutely perfectly honest, um, I I also started on Facebook at least to just block people when when I get a really nasty insulting um, response to to one of my comments that I give, I just I just block them because I say that's that's not the negativity i want to surround myself with yeah, yeah do you think some people, yeah do you think some people when you write something just say something nasty just to try and get a reaction out of you and try and pork you sort of probably speak? probably mm. probably yeah yeah, it's wrong. <coughs> it, we, we we had a similar situation, and and we'll probably do a podcast in the future. And and Steve and George, who both um you know we're all all part of the management team, we have exactly the same thing. If we're trying to be constructive and we're ha answering a, a valid question to someone, and we just get negative response, if it happens two or three times, we just we just block them. Okay, the yeah. detailing community is far too yeah. much negativity, and we all know the people that pop up on all the social media groups. Um, and there's no place for it. Um, but at the moment, we're being far too easy on Andreas. He's sitting there far too comfy <laughs> in his seat. So it's time to ramp things up, okay? <laughs> so I've been asked to do this by quite a few people. Uh, we'll get back to detailing shortly, folks. Um, but um, basically, people have been saying, why didn't you interview him? Okay, put, uh, put Andreas under pressure. So at the moment, there's not much of a sheen of sweat on his forehead. So um, I'm just going to keep an eye on that. So we're just going to go through some <laughs> questions, Andreas. You don't know about these. And we're just going to um, see see what makes you tick. Okay, Shoot. so... Um, are you ready? I think I am, but I I am. let's see. <laughs> Steve, if you want to um, um, enhance the questions, okay, let's go. So, how would you, how would your friends describe you, Andreas? As a relatively calm and I don't know the English term for it, the thought through person. 
I'm always thinking first and then um, speaking or acting. Um, calm, friendly, and supportive, I think. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was strange. It, 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 it must be said. It must be said. He, he is a handsome man. Okay, he is a handsome man, and, and, and lots of people from Switzerland. I was um, who's a tennis player? <clears throat> What's his name? Roger Federer. Roger yeah, was Federer. Was he Swiss? Yes, he is Swiss. Yeah. Well, there you go. There must be. He must, he must have good Swiss. genes. I'm Austrian. Don't forget it. I'm Austrian. Oh yes, that, that's why I look so yes. good. Watch the first <laughs> podcast. You'll find out. That's it. That's it. Right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next question. What is your main strength and what is your main weakness? He's he's thinking. I would he's say it's actually everybody. it's the same. It's it's my it's my biggest strength and my biggest weakness that I I don't I don't stop. If, if I want to do something, if I want to achieve something, if I want to know something, then I, I do everything I, I can in order to get to that. But that's also my biggest big, biggest weakness because I don't know when to stop, so to speak. Okay. It, if you're an both. animal, what would you be? If you were an animal, what would you be? <laughs> oh. Ooh, that's a nice one. Ooh, ooh, ah, I think an, an eagle, a mountain eagle. Oh. Why? freedom freedom of like flying that. and it's if for me personally being in the mountains it's it's the the most relaxing the most calming and the most humbling experience you do a lot of, <clears throat> i know it's on your profile you do a lot of skiing as well okay we're moving on you're not sweating enough if no you won the lottery if you won the lottery <laughs> what would you do with the money first thing would be to buy a ferrari purosange Ooh, nice. Yes. It's the it's the last car we will the last new car we will ever see with a V12, a big V12. So that what, will be the, the first thing. Ooh, that's uh, probably a shade of red, but not the yeah, the typical Ferrari red. More a like a darker wine red. Yeah. These are too easy. We're going to get more difficult now, Andreas. How would you explain us? <laughs> how would you explain a sunrise to a blind person? <laughs> we've got him steve we've got oh, him John. now i'm starting to sweat now i'm starting to sweat tumbleweed <laughs> even i'm panicking and i don't have to answer yeah. <laughs> you can come back to that one a nice I would easy describe, one i would describe on. it to him with a, a it's a rising slowly but steadily increasing feel of warmth and heat he's oh, an intelligent God. man isn't he he's an intelligent man right we're going to get even more complicated now if your toast <laughs> falls butter side down on the floor do you still eat it <laughs> no <laughs> what'd you put sure? on the other side probably yeah <laughs> If you wrote your own biography, Andreas, what would the title be? Oh, God. Oh, God. That'll do. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you had a time machine, what would you do with it? Oh, I have prepared a similar question for you in a few minutes. 
Okay. Um, I would go back in time and do everything I did exactly the same way again. Would you really? Wow. That's a good place to be. That's yeah, a good place is. to I be. Would. Excellent. What was the last gave someone? The last what? Sorry? The last gift, the last present you gave anyone. Flowers to my girlfriend. Good answer. About a week ago. Had you it's been bad? <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> He's not I think YouTube, I think YouTube will delete the video if I tell you about that. <laughs> oh, interesting. interesting. Right, then, another, a couple more. When you're alone in the car driving along, what do you think about? Not having a V12 and how hard <laughs> my life is because of that. <laughs> last, last, last one because you're sweating. You are, you are actually sweating. So people listening on Spotify are actually Andreas's uh, forehead has got a nice. Uh, he's, he's never going to do a podcast with us again. Andreas, where do you see yourself in ten years? And I know you do a lot of academic work and all that kind of stuff. But jump forward ten years. Uh, where would you like to see both in your sort of academic world and all your detailing? Or are you happy with the way you are? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years time, I, it doesn't matter what I do, but I want to do something that I know I want to do for the rest of my life because I, I'm not yet at this point. Okay. So have you got aspirations within the detailing industry to do stuff um, or are you just going to develop um, and do what you're doing at the moment? Or have you, you don't have to tell me what it is, but I've got aspirations. I have a few ideas. Got I have a few ideas. Excellent. Okay. He's not, he's not going to tell us, is he? No. <laughs> no, <he's not>. no. <laughs> That's for another podcast. We need some stuff for part three. Absolutely. There is going to be a part three because um, we went through the list of questions we didn't ask you last time. Okay. So, right. I think I've been hard enough on you. Very, very, very. Um, oh, I've got one. Oh, That's go on good. then, George. Okay. You're going to have to really think about this. Socks and sliders or socks and crocs? Oh, God. <laughs> sliders. Definitely. Sliders. Mm, okay. Funny. Danny's going Croc, to be happy with that, isn't Croc, he? I, I think uh, anyone who wears Crocs has lost control of his life. But, um... <laughs> See, I Mr. like him. Dolden. I like Crocs. Mr. Yeah. Dolden's always in him. There's a running joke we're going on with the uh, with his him and his bloody Crocs. <laughs> oh, dear. There's Paul Dolden with Crocs, with sliders. Brilliant. We're doomed. Terrible, terrible. Right then, we're going to get get back to detail. But, but okay, I, as, so. I, as I said, I have I have prepared uh, a question for you guys, uh, which is rather similar than the one you asked me. Let's okay. assume you could travel back in time, <clears throat> knowing what you now know today. Would you start detailing as a hobby all over again if you had the choice, or would you say, "Nah, I better not start with it"? If it's Steve first. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, 100% I would definitely mm. um, for me so therapeutic um, you're always learning something with it that's what I love about it there's new products is new products new processes new bits of tools accessories to come out 
And that side of it, with the R&D and everything else especially, is something that um, I couldn't be without. No, 100%, I would definitely be doing it even further and even more. And if I could learn what I've learned now and take that back, yeah, definitely. I would be all in. Good answer, Steve. George? Yeah, definitely same again. Uh, All the points that Steve made. And also for (laughs) everybody that I've met, brand owners, uh, you guys, all the friends I've made out of it, definitely. Um, The only thing that I'd probably do is uh, just keep a closer eye on my bank balance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. There's been some money spent recently, hasn't there, on waxes? Um, it's, it's, It's good, though. It's good, though. Um, your, your question, Andres, is that specific to detailing or life in general? No, it's specific to detailing. <clears throat> I would, I, I, I'm frustrated that I sort of got into doing this so late. I mean, I'm 49 now. Um, I really, I mean, I've been detailing, you know, I call it detailing, um, doing cars right and wrong for 25 years, but I wish, I wish when I look at the young YouTubers coming, coming on, I wish I was one of them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I've still got years and years and we, and I've got plans and everything. But I wish I'd got into, not that social media was was so prolific back then, but I, I wish I'd got formal training in my 20s and maybe gone that. I enjoy the job I'm doing, but um, for the last 25 years, it's been a hobby that hasn't waned. You know, some people take up golf and they get bored of it, but I've, mm. I get the same enjoyment now of looking at a dirty car and seeing the final results, stroke, people's reactions as I did 25 years ago, that has not waned in any form. So if I had my time again, I'd probably go into professional detailing. I, I like the idea of running a shop, doing loads of reviews and all that kind of stuff. But you, you've got to be happy with what, you know, what you've done in your life. And I, I've, I've done well in my job. Um, but I think in hindsight, if I had the ability to go back, knowing how I, I'm so interested and enthusiastic about the detailing industry, I'd probably want to be part of it whatever it is at an early stage um and you know pushing forward we've only been doing this two or three years ago um i I probably want to do a bit more in my early years we're not all spring chickens like you andreas but um um yeah that's what i I, i'd want to do Um, i i don't i i don't regret things in life you know i'm a great believer in what is it it is um but certainly from detailing i've got into it more heavily uh, an earlier age um so i can get to this point and have probably the knowledge that you've got andreas okay but um that takes time and i think we've alluded to on other podcasts that too many people are trying to take shortcuts in the industry um and are lazy um yeah. experience in detailing comes with time and practice and you can't teach that on a course you can teach basic skills and everything but people have got to go away and feel it and all that kind of stuff so um <clears throat> That's that's my that's my thoughts on it. George, were you going to say something, mate? I was going to say one of the greatest things you've done is this group TCB. Well, it's team yeah, effort. Absolutely. It's team effort. It was it was uh, if we if we're looking at and giving each other toffee, um, the, the car boutique <laughs> was a small fledging group until um, initially Steve and Arthur came um, uh, came on board, and then things developed, and then. Um, with all the other moderators, um, it, it's, it's really good. Good. Um, That's the good thing about it, though, isn't it? Um, mm. As just George yeah. alluded to, and I don't know whether you, um, Andreas, can elaborate on it. What it's like, you know, in Europe where you are, that the community. Yes, there's some negativity um, from a select, you know, few, but predominantly, I've met some of my best friends. I could call them now, off the mm. back of it. So, for me, how does that? Have you found the same? where you are because i know that what people didn't you know alluded to last time as well that you can't wash your cars like you can do you know here does that 
Does that squash it a bit over there for you? Does it hamper that? No, because because I think people have found ways to to work around that fact. But yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. I I have met wonderful people with that whole thing. Um, I have met some not so wonderful people, but that's all part of the game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You you are you are right. We we discuss this a lot. The more I don't I don't like using the word popular, but the more well known you become in the detailing social media community, the bigger the target you are. And Andreas has already <laughs> said it. You'd be, be you'd be and, and you you would get that with any any, any industry. Um, and I think you'd be naive to think that you can um, put yourself out there um, and not get some kind of criticism. But I could I could go into any any industry and you'd, you'd find the same thing. Um, sort of on top, exactly. Um, and we always said when we, we always said that when we're doing these podcasts, um, I know Stephen George, a great believer, is, is we don't like to avoid contentious subjects. Okay, now what one of the ones that we started to talk about last time was um, YouTube reviewers, and I and I'd be interested in what we all have to say on this. So, you YouTube reviewers have taken a bit of a, I wouldn't say a bashing at the moment, but there's a certain element of the community that are targeting youtube reviewers as not creditable and then they talk about the free stuff that sways you know or influences or, or induces bias and all that kind of stuff i know you do quite a lot of social media work andres but what and i really want us all to be honest about this what is our opinion or what is your opinion on youtubers do they bring value to the community um you know is 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 it relevant okay is it is it important for for potential customers of products to go and look at what YouTube reviewers is there pitfalls is there limitations is it good or bad what's your what's your opinion on it I know we've talked offline but I think it's fair that we we, we address this because it is topical <laughs> and certainly something me and Steve talk about all the time um what's your opinion on it and then I'll go yeah. to George and Steve and see what their flavor is <clears throat> I mean for a start we really have to state that this is just an, an opinion piece right there's there's no mm -hmm. Right or wrong yeah. answers to, to this question. And I have to be careful because I I have been vocal in the past about certain reviewers who I think are not always honest or straightforward about um, being sponsored or ha having had the products um, sent for free to them. Or even, I mean, honestly, I don't even care if someone receives the products for free. I also not really care if, if a reviewer gets money for his work because at the end of the day it is work and time when yep. material and money we invest in in that whole thing and i don't really care if, if he gets money what i do care about is the truth and if i see reviewers just standing there and repeating the claims from the manufacturers even if they obviously don't make any sense at all then then that is something i am very critical about and mm. um i'm not gonna name names here because that's that's not no, i no. think it's not the, the purpose no. of this podcast but um mm. i think there are some who yeah i think there's some with more and some with less integrity on on a global scale i think that reviewers definitely generate value for the consumers they also generate value for the brands even even if the videos are not sponsored even if the brands don't send you the product um there's no such thing as bad pr 
some mm -hmm. some intelligent people once said so i think mm -hmm. yes i think we are creating value um but on the other hand i think what what would be really nice is if there would be some sort of governing or controlling body which mm. is ha, would have some sort of control and um force on on the whole reviewer scene mm. and could at least tap some of the reviewers on the finger sometimes when when it's obvious that there is something going on there or there's something wrong yeah i i, I agree so i mean i i sort of a... yeah i mean the, the I thing i mean clear enough answer. No, absolutely, and it, it resonates with that how I feel. I don't, I don't have an issue. I mean, it, it's one of them weird things. Um, you know, we, I don't want to go over too too much old ground. I don't have an issue with people um, putting time and effort in and getting paid. That's that's you know, um, I don't have an issue with that and the free stuff that gets sent. Um, let's face it, okay, let's strip it right back. I I like getting free stuff. Everyone enjoys getting free stuff. If someone sends George something free, it's a nice feeling, okay. Yeah. And uh, people that say yeah. they don't like getting free stuff in my opinion, are liars. Yep. But like you said, it's it's whether the, the freeness influences, okay, the outcome. And we discussed this last time. Um, it is um, down to the integrity of the reviewer, okay? And you put the caveat when you get stuff free and everyone else does, that it is in no way, shape or form going to influence the decision, okay? So um, I, I totally agree with what you're, what you're saying on that. And then I, I was reading, I can't remember where it was. I tried to find it earlier. There was a um a, a a sort of study on on how a company should promote their products and it came up about social media reviewers is it an effective method of of, of marketing of brand exposure um and the majority and I'll, I'll try and post a link to it if i can was the fact that yeah yes it is and like you said um yeah. exposure negative or positive is still exposure it's bringing that yeah. brand to you know name to yeah. people and then <laughs> Let's face it, purchasers are in the detailing industry are a shrewd bunch. Okay. They're intelligent people and and they will see through the, you know, the the BS if you want to call it like that. And that's why I'm now starting exactly. to put links. Exactly. Starting to put links, and I've done it for yours. Um, I've put links to Paul Dolden's review, etc. This is my opinion. This is my user experience. I'm I'm a, I'm <clears throat> basically signposting these are other people. Go and have a look at them. Okay, it's all about credibility and all that kind of stuff. George. Yeah, so when it comes to YouTube, yeah. as you were saying, I think there's that much variation of YouTubers that there is going to be one or two that people don't like. But if you don't like them, don't watch them. Watch somebody else. And for reviewers, especially on our group, you kind of get an extra layer because if somebody does a video on a certain wax, if they do a longevity test, usually I'm not slated or anything, but if they do it on a panel, say, and they do like a torture test, they hit it with a decon shampoo. You get so much that you can see from it. But if you go on to TCB, there you go, plug, and you watch like a vlog that somebody's done a couple of weeks later, it's a real world test. So like for me, if I put a wax on my bonnet, my golf goes up and down the motorway, gets, you know, real world testing to a point. And that's the other layer. But I think it's good for people to study things on YouTube, get what they want out of it, and then get an extra layer as they go on to mm. see what a reviewer does. Because you mm. you get another... It is. It's like an onion, isn't it? You get different mm. layers with stuff. And it's... <laughs> 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 I couldn't think of something else. With I, was waiting for the, I was waiting for the onion metaphor. 
<laughs> Shrek is a great film. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I mean, I'm a couple of things. I'll come to you in a second, Steve. But I did a video, and Steve knows about this. I did a video on the Arthur, Arthur pressure washer, um, and Steve um, messaged me one, um, a bit late. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Steve messaged me later and said, "Have you seen your video?" And I went, "Yeah." What he goes. You said you use surf um, built hamber um, auto foam. I went, yeah. He said, well, the liquid in your bottle was it pink? <laughs> it was the wrong color. <laughs> and I thought, OMG. And I went back um, and and thought about what had happened. And because I was doing another review, I'd actually loaded the wrong snow foam into it. So he was quite right, but I didn't get precious about it. <laughs> and we chatted yeah. about should I put a disclaimer on it? Uh, the thing is, it was the same phone, uh, you know, on the test and everything. But I think that's brilliant. I think, you know, the fact that Steve had gone through the video and picked that up, I have got yeah. no idea. So he must sit there thinking, waiting for Andy to make a mistake. Um, but, you know, and, and, and no. there's, there's, yeah, you do. I'm coming to you in a minute. I, you can explain I, yourself. <laughs> but um, other, other, other things, now, I'm, not name, I'm not name dropping, but I got a phone call last week from um, Johnny Shields. Okay. And he was going through my videos and he said, do you want some top tips on how you do your videos? Um, and he basically stripped the video apart, okay, but really constructive Ooh. criticism. He didn't need Ooh. to do that, and, and I'm starting to introduce it. So I'm not precious. I'm, I'm, if, if one person watches a video, I think that's great. But that's what I love about the community. Surround yourself with positive people with the same mindset, and it's a great, great place to be. It really, really is. And Steve alluded to it. He's made some great friends. I've met Steve and me are mates now. Okay, would never have even known he existed beforehand. George uh, and Andreas were building up that relationship, and we are coming to Switzerland as a team to stand by. Um, and, and, and it's nice. really, really good. So we are, we are, we uh, get, get the skis ready. I'm a snowboarder myself, but not a skier. But um, Steve, <laughs> what's your, what's, what's your, what's your, your opinion on the whole social, the YouTube reviewers being one yourself? <clears throat> so yeah, obviously people will know by now that I don't actually do YouTube. Um, obviously I do other bits and pieces along though. the way, as you've always seen, but yeah, I'm being pestered to do it and I think it might be a good idea, but yeah, Andy's going to work with me on that with camera and everything, but I've got a few ideas, but yeah, now I watch hundreds of hours of, of YouTubers, um, and you know, Specky and Paul and, and there's others across the pond, um, which I really love their, you know, their reviews. Um, but am I watching it to base my reviews off of? No. Um, I'm only watching it to see new products become available, new accessories become available, because I'm not going to say that their review, I don't believe it, but I want to prove that myself. And why? Because I live in a hard water area. My conditions and my variables and my mileage and my car are all different. So whatever review they do is their opinion and their variables. So I want to, and, and everybody's, they've heard them, be, you know, been very vocal, snow foam. Give me one that actually cleans. Somebody give me a snow foam actually cleans. I will happily review it, and I'll do it whichever way you want to do with it. But I can't find them when it cleans. Yes, they loosen. Yes, they soften. And then we're going to go off in another tangent, but citrus cleaners. Give me a citrus cleaner. <laughs> Here he goes. I was clean. waiting for it. I was waiting it's, for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in my variables, I've not found a citrus yet, really, that's any good, unless it's at one to four at least. And I've not found any snow foams yet that don't even scratch the surface unless not put even a load in. first, not even the Sienna gloss first. Forced is okay, Forced? but I've still found okay. you know traffic film left. Also, we've got iDetail Pro, which is okay. another good one, but they all do leave something yeah. behind. 
is that because I expect too much okay. from it? But I'm with you. I've got um, evidence which I've gathered so far where I had iDetail Pro, Zero, Forced, Forced X, um, and a couple of others that I've thrown into the mix. And they all done a fantastic job. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I hope, I want more through the winter months. I want something to take it off. Now, I know what I'm asking is verging on damaging the paint. Do you know what I mean? Do you know where I'm going with that? Ex so, I, uh, I think that's, yeah, uh, exactly. You you are looking for something that probably doesn't exist because you're, you're looking for something that we all look for, which is the, the perfect yes. product, which does everything, which does cleaning extremely well, stripping every single particle of dirt off the car without damaging something. And I just think those are the it's limits of chemistry and it's it's not possible. Yeah, you're yeah, right. But I say, when you're just going back to your answer just quickly, so yes, YouTube reviewers, I love watching them. And for people to get in front of the camera, absolutely brilliant. You know, it's hats off to them. Brilliant and exceptionally, you know, excellent what they do. Um, but yeah, I just take that as a pinch of salt there of you. I like to test it for myself because I'm getting varying and different results. Of course I would, because I live in a different part of the country. So that's my views on it. Um, back to you, Andy. And I think it's it's, it's Sorry, a fantastic Sorry, point you just made, Steve. What? Mm. No, go on, Andres. Uh, it's a fantastic point you made. It takes you, you need to be brave to step in front of the camera, knowing how much hate, negativity, and criticism you possibly can get. And that's um that's why I mean in, in general, I, I personally think that as a whole, if if we take every reviewer into a group and say as a whole, I haven't seen that much nonsense being talked or, or presented to us compared to other stuff we see on social media with with popular. I think the, the main issue is with people who are not into detailing, who then review detailing products because they are paid to do so. I think th those are videos which I saw which are much worse than anything I have seen from, let's let's call them serious car care reviewers. And as a whole, I think we, we are doing well. On the other hand, I think what some people forget is that as a reviewer, you have a good chunk of responsibility towards the viewers. You just yes. have. Because, yes, you yes. can always go back and say, well, everyone needs to do his own sanity check and you, you have to decide if you trust me or not. But let's be honest, you have a responsibility. People will watch it, people will trust you, and people will spend money based on what you present and what you say. So this this responsibility is not something anyone should take lightly. And that's, that's why I am so critical if I see someone presenting products in a way that they just, you cannot just repeat what the manufacturers say. You need to test that. And, and the, the best example, which I am always very critical about is if some manufacturers or reviewers say you can apply that quick detailer spray sealant on top of another LSP and it doesn't affect the hydrophobics of it. Mm. That's, yeah. I mean, that's chemically and physically complete nonsense. And I have never seen a reviewer stating that actually showing and testing it because mm -hmm. if they would do, and it's rather easy to do, you would clearly see that it is nonsense. It is not possible. And that's that's something yeah. I am very critical about. So as a whole, as a group, I think we're doing fine. But sometimes I think 
the the responsibility part is not taken as serious as it should. I'll come to you in a second, George, but I just want to uh, develop that. I think you're quite right, Andreas. There is a moral responsibility, especially yeah. as, be, as, you, as, yeah. as you become more popular. I'm not <laughs> going to use the word social influencer because I, I absolutely cannot stand that. It's an arrogant yeah. frame of mind, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the more you, you need to be cognizant that the more popular you get or the more people that will view you and trust you, that moral obligation to be 100% honest is so paramount because it's going to result yeah. in people spending money, having a bad um, bad user experience. Um, and, and, and your credibility is yeah. out the window. 100%, 100%. So I totally, totally endorse what you just said, Andre, Andreas, 100%. George, were you going to say something? Sorry to keep you waiting. No, it's all right. It is a very fine line with um, the honesty because if you get a product and you slate it, people are going to get they're going to watch and think, oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's on about. But if you get a product, I've used a wax that claims 12 months longevity and I put it on and it didn't. I got about three out of it. And yeah. I was honest with my review about it because I also take into account that people work hard for the money. If they're spending money thinking you get 12 months out of a wax and it does three, four months, they're going to think, hang on. And they'll start thinking they've done something wrong when it's actually the product. But if you yeah. tell them they might not buy it and buy something else. So you've got to be, it is a very, very fine line to get your points across, but be careful with how people um, take it really. How they mm. take your advice. Yep. Mm. On the back of that, George. But that's exactly what, what I mean with, with responsibility. Yeah, it's exactly mm. what I mean. It's also responsibility to take time before you do the video and think about what you're going to say and in what yeah. way you're going to say it. Because there, it is an extremely fine line, but you have to invest the, the necessary time in order to find the right words. Mm -hmm. I'd just like Please. to add, to mitigate without that. Without playing a word. company and without lying, yeah? Mm. Yeah, just to go and mitigate your answer to that, George. That's why it's very clear to add your variables on your day. What was the temperature? Yeah. Yeah. What was the humidity? What time of day yeah. did you do it? Because if you've done it at 3 o'clock, the temperatures, you know, dropping quickly. You know, the, there's too many variables, so it's always key, I think, to make sure you uh, advertise what you've done and the variables for you on your day, you know, and your process. That way, will help people make yeah. up their mind to make that line that you were talking about maybe a little broader, if that helps. Because mm. even even the car that you're putting it on has a massive effect. If you are putting the wax on a car that's got single stage paint, it's going to act totally different to a newer car. But you can still have Absolutely. a car that's from, the, yep. yeah. You can still have the car that's from the same manufacturing group, and it's different. I've used um, a quick detailer before on my Golf, and I've also used it on Shannon's Q2, and it's totally different. But they're from the same group of cars. Yep. Granted, they're different colours, so you have got factors like that. And to when people see that, they kind of think, right, I can't think this paint's hard, this paint's soft, because that's a bit of a stigma that people get into. They think, oh. Volkswagen paint, always hard, but it isn't the case. So, like you said, the variables are always there. So it's a bit of pinch of salt as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, 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 I talked to a few people, and like I said, um, I'm getting some um, valid input on the videos at the moment from various people. But I look back, and I'll be open and honest, I look back at my first videos, putting aside the horrific video and audio quality, but I cringe now at the, some of the things I was saying. Uh, you know, I was saying things like, you know, 
would I recommend you go and buy this? Yes, that's not my place to to do. And I I, I do look at look back, um, and it's very very difficult when you're doing a video. And Andreas um, alluded to it just shortly. You've got to be quite script not scripted, but I suppose you are scripted with your dialogue because some of the things I was saying was you know I think. I, there might have been, this is the best on it. I never say that anymore. You know, I think you should go and buy it. And I look back <laughs> thinking, you've got to learn, okay, and develop. Um, but that's not my place to be. Um, and and some of the stuff, the way I'm going to be changing my videos is because I've, I'm an instructor, I've done 10 years of instructing. I look at my videos and it's almost like, um, and this was advice recently given to me that I'm almost um, doing a lesson behind the video. And I look at it and I think, actually, it's right. Um, so I'm just going to try and chill out a bit on video now and let my um, my my natural character come through. It's almost like I was trying to put a, a professional, almost like doing a TV program, a professional gloss mm. on it. Um, I don't need to do that. Okay, this is just me, products, my user experience, get to know the real Andy, not some staged, rehearsed video. Um, and that's the way I'm going to go. So, and it'd be interesting to get feedback from everyone, but just be just be natural, show what you're doing. Don't tell people they've got to go and buy it because that's their decision uh, and and just give people choice another video to look at. George? Yeah, good example of um, somebody being as natural as they can be is Rab. Rab reviews. You watch a video as his and you know what he's saying is exactly what he's thinking. He doesn't beat around the bush or anything. And that's what people want, the honesty. But I think yeah. when people are watching things on YouTube, they'll know where... The person that's presenting it is going to slack. I mean, like Larry from Ammo NYC, he never does anything wrong, and it's all his products and they're good. And I watched the most recent one, which was the Ford RS2000, I think it was. And at the end, when he was doing his walk round shots, they were very quick. And you think, mm. yeah, that's crap camera trickery, really, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you and yeah. it kind of gets you thinking. Mm. The, the, the people, I'll, I'll be open and honest, and I've said this before. Um, I got into reviewing, uh, detailing reviewing, watching Paul Dolden's um, channel, um, Natural. Okay, the, and I've, we've met him. Steve's um, good mates with him as well. Uh, we, we met them at Waxstock. The person you see in person is the person you see on camera, um, yeah. and Specky as well. Yeah. Um, and and, I, and I, I, I watch their videos not to, <coughs> yes, to learn about the products. Um, I enjoy watching them. Okay, you get you because I've I've met them. You know, it, it's an extension of your friendship watching them on camera, and I, I love doing them. Yeah. And, and that's the yeah. way I think I, I personally, self-critiquing myself, need to go. Stuff trying to be an instructor, um, it's, it's in my DNA, and it's hard to get out of. But just chill out, have, have a good time. It's like, um, the, it's like the bloke next door, isn't it? If you're watching somebody that could live next door to you, it's even better. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, one but more then question on the other hand, there oh, are oh. there are many people who want really scientific testing. Yeah. Like you did, like John from the Forensic Detailing Channel does. So there will always, that, that's what I said, you will not be able to please anybody. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure that if, if you go now in a different direction with your channel, Andy, um, there mm -hmm. will people who think, well, I like the other one better. You, yeah, you exactly. At some point you have to accept that... Um, what you do attracts a certain audience, and that's your audience. Then, yeah, you cannot. That was anyone. actually. Um, I'm not plugging um, Johnny Shields' advice to me. He said you need to make up your mind who you're going to be. Okay, and he says it's a lot easier yep. to do videos um, where you come across naturally because 
Um, yep. People can see Definitely. through a false projection, you know, and all that kind yep. of stuff. So interesting mm -hmm. to see where my journey over the next few videos comes 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 from. And I know Steve always watches my videos and takes notes. So I, I, Steve, I try not to make any basic mistakes next time. All right. I was hey, really look, worried. I was trying to find the it. last one. I was hey, really when worried. It's green. <laughs> I know, when it's green I know. and red. It was what? a you know, it was like a siren in front of me. I I look back in thing omg he's right but you haven't messaged me after the latest ava snowfoam can review so it's all good it's all good no no cock all up. good no critique no, this no. so far but it's i have a, right, well, what, i have I'm, a question sorry, for you guys um which is uh -oh. i have a question for you guys which is um exactly on that topic hmm. do you do your videos and your testing in some way or another different because you already know some of the criticism that you potentially could get did you ever um, see yourself changing stuff including stuff doing stuff different because of the potential criticism that you got in the past for example great question steve while i get my answer ready steve go <laughs> right <laughs> so have i go on let's go through that again have i ever changed the outcome of my testing review because i've seen another review based is that what you're saying not, not no, no, not the outcome of your testing, but have you changed something in the, the process of your testing or the testing itself because of potential criticism that you could no. get and ha you have seen on your channel or other channels? No, so I've never changed anything. Have I, Let me I'm going to turn it on its say, side then. I have changed my review process because I've seen stuff okay. reviewed. And I didn't believe okay. that to be right or true. So, yes, I have okay. maybe, instead of testing one product one or two ways, I might have tested it five or six ways. Now, they might not be advertised okay. or stipulated or part of the instructions, but I've done it that way because I have found different results. So I've elaborated, let's call it, to see if it persuaded the answer to fall in line with what others are thinking, you know, what they suggested. Um, if somebody suggests I need to do X, Y, and Z, I will do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D um, to see if I can allude to a different answer. I see. I yeah. believe in that answer. I'm like you. And I think that's a great question. I yeah, don't question. like to leave any stone unturned. I like to dive deeper, yeah. not swim with them, dive deeper past that to see if there's a different outcome. Because again, as I said, probably my favorite words tonight. I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself. My variables and my opinion are going to be different to others. But if I can be as honest and an upfront with my variables and how I've done it at what time, at what humidity, temperature, water hardness, you name it, then I hope that will give somebody a better outcome with an honest look into it. And I hope that helps. Great question, Andreas, by the way. It was yeah. a good question. George? Yeah, if I'm reviewing a product and i've got something on my shelf if i see something on tcb youtube anything i'll purposely try and avoid it because i think it can cloud your judgment slightly if you see something it can even if you think it's not gonna do it still sits at the back of your head and you think mm. so that's my approach with it and once i get that product get it on my car it's just me the car and what happens i'll review back I don't. I try not to let anybody else's views come in. But if, say, somebody else has had a bad 
uh, experience with it. Say it's an LSP. If it's still on my car in this, I hit it with X shampoo. I'll try it on mine and see what happens because then it can sometimes be a user error. So if the person who's applied something has done, you know, not put enough on or they've got a few patches that they've missed, it might magnify the issue that they have if I try it on mine. But if I have an issue, I'll say, yep, yeah, I have the same issue as you and go from there. So I try and do it of my own view, if you will. Hmm. But like uh, Steve yeah. said, what a question that is. Brilliant. It is. I'm really annoying, Andres, that you came up with that question and we didn't. So we, we are, we are, we are going just uh, folks. So, you know, we are, we've ch chatted about this offline. We're actually going to do a podcast where Andreas hosts the podcast. Okay. So we'll, he will be driving the question. We'll get, um, what we'll probably do is we'll get a load of people in the podcast. We'll have some people in the waiting room. We'll switch people in and out. Um, I think that'll be a really, really good concept. Um, because that are, they're fresh questions. I like that. Um, my, my personal answer is yes. Um, I've made the mistake before um, of if I get sent a product um, whereby I'll, I'll be honest, I, I I used to not test them very well before I did a video going back months and months and, and years. And I used to troll the, troll the internet, look at what everyone else was doing. And that would steer, oh, well, everyone else has done that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same thing now because I'm, 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 conscious of that um i i sometimes i don't even go onto youtube because i'm fully aware that and george was saying it it will irrespective of it's, if it's not in your conscious thinking brain your subconscious will be will be you know recalling what you've seen and heard and it will it's almost impossible for it not to distort your approach to a, a review so um i i tend not to now look at other youtube um reviewers until i've, I've done my video as well what I also do is um, exactly what Steve does is I test and sometimes for months and months and months. There's a ceramic I'm look, looking at the moment and I put on test panel um, and it's nine months in. I'm getting a bit of and not um, I'm getting a bit of grief. OK, that we haven't done the video, but I said, right. So I want to do the full thing on this one, including longevity, which is sometimes what you don't get on ceramic coat. But it's getting to that point. So, um, well, I, yeah, I, I, I try and go in, into things with a blank canvas whereby now I get my own data by weeks, months of testing rather than taking a shortcut and looking what everyone else has done. Um, but that was me naive and immature in terms of my YouTube journey. Um, and I've, I've, I've realized um, that you've got to do it. You've got to do it yourself. Um, and, and due to the subjectivity of reviews, don't be steered by what other people say. Do it yourself. Yeah. And collectively, when people go and look at three, four, five videos, they'll get a balanced a balanced view and they'll make their own yeah. um, own mind up so mm. a killer question absolutely brilliant love that what's what what's your what what can i twist the answer and say to you andres when <laughs> if you've got a new wax or something see what happens here if you ask a good question it gets back on yourself do you look at what other people have done or do you think blank canvas no i'm going to test this with my conditions um how do you do it um usually i i'll I'll make a plan on how I want to test it. Then I actually do watch other reviews or read about them online, um, but not in terms of getting their opinion in, in terms of, I don't want to forget something. Maybe they brought up an aspect like, can you use a spray sealant also on plastics? That's some, something we sometimes forget. Can you use them on glass? And maybe someone else already tested that, and then I can include that in my reviews. And I mean, mm -hmm. 
my question was more like, have have we changed something in terms of criticism we got in the past or potential criticism? And we absolutely have. Um, we yeah. published a video, I think, this week or last week, where we compared wash mitts on a um, test panel, which we, we had painted with solid black paint, where you see everything. And we wanted to see if if they scratch paint and if if the the more expensive wash mitts are better than the cheaper ones. And we we thought for hours how we can do that testing and show it on video in order to let criticism not even start. And mm. we came up with mm. things like we put dirty water in measuring caps with exactly 100 milliliters so every wash mitt has exactly the same amount of dirt in them mm -hmm. so yes we absolutely did change or adapt our testing to, to mm -hmm. criticism yeah definitely i, but I, I think, don't think I it's it, it, it's for the worse mm. i must admit when i'm doing um you've reframed the question and i'm probably gonna answer it how you intended it to um i am conscious of criticism and so much so that when I'm doing a video, not so much now, but I used to think, OMG, I'm snow foaming from the top to the bottom. That's going to get the detailing police on me because you're meant to go from bottom to top. Um, when I, oh, oh, no, I've rinsed from the bottom to the top. Oh, no, you're not going to see where you've gone and all that kind of stuff. And doing my shampoo, I've done a circular motion. I'm in trouble now because we need to go in line with the airflow over the car and everything. So in the early days when I was a bit more sensitive, to criticism absolutely and the amount of retakes i did um you know yeah. um, i remember doing one video where there was one bucket okay i'd only used one bucket you know you know major 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 drama and i saw it in the video and i deleted it and went back the next day and, and did it again because the two and three bucket police would be on wow. my back so absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, but i don't i don't bother with that now um but it does it does make me laugh when i do a video and someone said you know um you, you snow foam from the top um and now all i don't necessarily agree with it i think it makes an absolute insignificant um, um amount of difference i do go from the bottom to the top because that's what the industry norm seems to be but really <laughs> does it make that much difference really you know it's, no, on, it's on the bottom no. for about five seconds more than the top i mean you're leaving yeah, it five it, minutes. exactly but yeah absolutely that's, it that's does what i what i that's the first thing i always tell the the uh, participants of my detailing courses look detailing is a spectrum and everything within that spectrum yeah. is completely fine as long as you are happy with the results there there are oh, very very few cases in which there is a there's a clear right or wrong in detailing very mm -hmm. few cases yeah we so want to I, enjoy I, it and get from a to b don't we but A yeah. to B to C, how you yep. get yep. there. And if you're happy yep. with your results, what's the problem? Mm. You yeah. know, yep. that's the whole part of the journey, yep. isn't it? Is how you you're get there. there. Yeah. If you you're enjoy it. hundred percent. You're there to enjoy it. It doesn't matter, does it? Don't matter if you wash yeah. the windscreen before the boot or something. It's your car. You can do what you want. And if anything, you know your car better than somebody else does because you wash it, yeah. they don't. Yeah. I mean, even something like, Everyone says, wash the dirtiest part first. You do the wheels before the bodywork. I'm not being funny, but on a, quite a few occasions, I know it. On quite a few occasions, not on camera, I will wash the car, then do the wheels at the end. And if a bit of overspray goes on the bodywork, I'll just rinse it off. It takes yeah. me about 10 seconds. Yeah, you know, exactly. but yeah. I do do that. Exactly. I, 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 the argument is robust in terms of, yes, do the dirty stuff first. But I do chuckle to myself thinking, 
look at the amount of and and I think that's the now. thing we yeah exactly on, I, I mean I get it, I get it in terms of that we as reviewers and people who are a bit more in public we are role models right and we should try to promote the yeah, let's call it the correct or the right or the sensible way of doing things. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah. But then on the other hand, as, as all of you said, it needs to be fun for every one of us. Yeah, correct. yeah, absolutely. And like like yeah, we said I, on I, last yeah, video. I only have one bucket. I use one bucket and I have multiple mitts. I have a whip for mitt for the wheels. I have a chenille for the sides. I have another theoretically, the, theoretically, that's, that's the I do most, it. that's the safest way of doing it. Theoretically, yeah. That's the way I do it, sponge. and yeah. even though I've got four buckets, that's my wash process. But for the yeah. top half, I only use uh, Dodo Juice Fuzzy Mitts. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I'm always mm -hmm. testing. I have to keep the same wash mitt or the same type of wash mitt, and they all have to be worn in. They all have to be broken exactly. in. So if I'm testing shampoos, the yeah. user experience or the feedback that I'm getting would be different. So again, it would be a null and void. So yep. yeah, I know yeah. I'm weird. I'm not going to say yeah. I'm weird like that, but that's how far I go into it that I mm -hmm. keep the same amount of mitts of the same brand well, for that purpose. Yeah. See, I've got it's four. The it's the correct way of testing. Absolutely. Yeah. See, yeah. I have four, yeah, buckets, but I use two for the wheels. Uh, sorry, one for the wheels, two for the car, and one to stand on so I can reach the roof. That's my process. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You need I, a I, ladder. I do, yeah. Not a step ladder. I need one of them extendable ones. <laughs> what, what, what I'm going to do is I'm, I've got, um, and I don't know whether I'm, I'm going to be able to do it, but I've got um, about five hours of bloopers or my videos. Yes. And it is horrific. Um, some of the swearing, you're um, dropping, <laughs> dropping. The worst one is dropping um, a wash mitt. I did one, and this is really bad. Dropped a wash mitt. And then didn't even realize I'd done it, but I just picked it up and put it back in the bucket and I stopped and I thought, oh no, Ooh. the video's running. So, um, but yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, I thought you were going to say you stood up. on it then as you walked past, no, you stood no, on it and um, then, yeah. But <laughs> some of the things, some of the things I've got off camera um, are brilliant, but I don't know how we do it. So, you know, after the, you know, nine o'clock and all that kind of, that might be a private video to send to friends and family, um, private links, I think. Or that one. Um, right. We are, now we're doing well we're doing well george have you got a couple of questions for <clears throat> yeah so i'll uh go not that this note. was scripted <laughs> um yeah let's have a look um so i'm gonna touch on about applicators because i think people really get hung up on what sort of applicator is the correct one to use it whether it be a finger one a ufo mm. one microfiber um, do you have a preference to it or does it depend on what you're using? It depends on what I'm using. Um, for waxes, I still like the, the foam applicators, but uh, if I have the choice, I use ones with a closed cell foam because it mm. doesn't soak up as much of the, uh, of the wax as, as the, the open cell does. Um, for ceramic coatings, it's it's uh, microfiber applicators, but there are ones which have a, a rubber layer in them so that the coating doesn't soak into yeah. the sponge then. So, mm. but you, you can give me any applicator and I'm able to apply a product. So it's it's not that important. Yeah. 
I think people get hung it's up on it though sometimes, don't they? And worry that they're not using yeah. the right things to put the product on. Like yeah. some of them, I'd love to use a wax that you can do by hand. I think that'd be. Yeah. I've got Zymol wax that you are actually encouraged to, you know, warm it up. Swiss wax Zymol, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have tried. I've tried it. It makes zero difference to the performance of the wax. I'm gonna say yeah. I've never ever understood that process of massaging that's it why i haven't done it fingers, yeah. and the name it up with your body it, sweat yeah yeah that's right steve with with the swiss wax with the swiss wax waxes it does make some sense because they are rather dry and um brittle when you when you apply them with an applicator so there can be chunks of the wax in the applicator when you rub it into your hands it becomes very oily very liquidy that being said, if you wrap the applicator a few more circles around the, the paint, you have exactly the same effect. So that's that's mm -hmm. the only reason I get why Swiss Wax recommends it. But then, mm -hmm. yeah, it's something different. Wise, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. um, so the second question I had was around cost. Do you think that yeah. there is a price point where it's too cheap to be good or too expensive? to warrant what it does yes in nice. both ways yeah mm. definitely so would you would you have think a price it, in we have more it depends on the product category yeah that's mm. true so got, depends yeah. on what we talk about that's but fair. <laughs> generally yes if, if you have like really really unbelievably cheap products um they usually don't work as well and on the other side i have to say if, if you have something that is more than a hundred percent more expensive than the best performing product in any category that you know you usually won't get any benefit from using the more expensive one <clears throat> you get you get a lot of those sorry to jump in george you get this debate when you're discussing things like waxes uh, you know, um, yeah. you know, the 100, 200 pound yeah. waxes. And, and I know there's a lot more expensive. Um, and I've seen so many arguments on social media about why you're spending 100 pounds when, I don't know, built hamber, uh, double speed wax, you can get a big jar for 18 quid. And everyone goes on about the hydrophobicity and all that kind of stuff. It It, it is a difficult one. And I, I, I've, I've discussed this with a lot of people. It's not, and whether this is right or wrong, it's not just the performance of the wax. It's the whole buying experiences the packaging yeah. it's been part of their club and all that kind of stuff so there's more to it than just product performance um but if you strip it right back you know you can get waxes for 20 pounds you can get waxes for i don't know i know 200 pounds is the expensive one you know 10 times better than the cheaper one well no it's not there's there's no. other things to discuss no. but um it's it's no. it's, it's a good exactly. question what's I mean, your spin on this Steve? you you Sorry, your you named the perfect example, built Hamber Double Speed Wax and all the Soft 99 waxes. I mean, look at mm -hmm. how 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 little you pay for how much wax you get. And those guys still are making money out of it. So yeah. they're yeah. it's yeah. really hard to justify from a performance standpoint um, mm. spending more than yeah. 20 quid for a wax. Yeah. And and some You're people right. get a buzz out of spending two hundred pound on a wax, don't they? They enjoy that experience. Yeah. They they enjoy yeah. paying almost for exclusivity. I'm part of a small club 
that can afford it or, uh, you know, are privy to being able to buy a wax, that higher end wax. So there's yeah. a certain degree, I'm not going to say elitism, but a certain degree of, and, and, and fair play to them, if they get an inner good feeling about making that purchase, who are we to criticise at the end of the day? But once mm. again, we're not even looking at performance, are we? We're looking at all the other stuff. Steve, were you going to say something? Are you? Um... Yeah. Well, I was going to, because I guess I know where you're alluding to with this. Mm. We've got a certain person, you know, uh, HP Source, that mm. you're, you're buying into the experience. I would call him, you know, a wax maker, but I'd also call him an artist. He's yeah. stepping up as another level. But I've got some waxes, uh, which are £20, which I have a fantastic relationship uh, and user experience with. I've mm. got some waxes which are over £100, but they're over £100. That's, that's the only answer I can give you. It's over £100. <laughs> Did it make it any better? Did it last 100 years? Did it last 100 days? Uh, no. You know, you're sort of yeah. going into it. Did it come in a billet? No. So, you know, there is part of it. And I know the materials and they fluctuate and everything else. But for the user experience, uh, and, and I certainly don't, and I'm, I love waxes, I couldn't tell you the difference between them uh, yeah. when I go from 50 to 100 to 150 to 200. If I was blind tested, I don't think I could tell you. And that's me being honest. Mm. So, again, it all comes down to, for me, the ease of application, the scent. The scent's big for me when you're... Yeah. Definitely. Spending that much time applying it, going around the vehicle, which is going to take you a, a half an hour to an hour, depending on the size of the vehicle, of course. You need to be able to enjoy that product. It needs to be easy on. And for me, I yeah. like to be able to get around leaving it on. Once I've done a complete revolution, I like to come back and then take it off. That's mm. me. I guess. What's, a, what's a great wax? Geon, the Geon wax. Yeah. Um, you know, you can leave it for half an hour. £30, yep. pounds, I think I paid for it. It's a fantastic wax. The gloss, the yep. water behavior, and it's in a deodorant stick. Right or yeah. wrong, I actually liked the application process. Why? Because it was different. Probably the best yeah. £30 you'll spend, you know, mm. on a wax. Uh, for, that's my yep. personal opinion. But then, anyway. to be fair, then, to be fair, they weren't the first ones who did that. Dolochus was uh, first with that deal stick idea. Well, they have never seen they it. Had it. I didn't uh, know that. Like, Which was, was that five to ten years <laughs> long, long way back, like ten years ago. Mm. They were the first ones, yeah. And they've stolen they had a supernatural stick, some sort of it, yeah. Mm. I'll have to hunt for that now. Google I, I have no idea if they stole it from them, but yeah. do you own it? Do you have it, Andreas? I don't have the Dolor Choose one, no. OMG. Ooh. The wax that Andreas yeah. doesn't have. I had <laughs> that's, um, that's a couple Andreas of questions. Present sorted from us. Yeah, I had a couple of questions, and to say, uh, and let's just keep this an open, free flowing chat. Now we've yeah, been over there because, as I say, before anybody logged on, just so you know, we chat like this openly beforehand. So mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to know if you had to select three brands, three favorite brands of yours, would you have that? Would that come to mind straight away? What a question. What does Andreas rate as the three favorite brands for you? I'm not asking you the best for you. HP Sauce, ODK, and Zonax. Oh, God. That's a great show. I, I'm not going to open show. that up to the room, Andreas, if you don't mind. <clears throat> I want to open that up to everybody else. Um, That is a whopper. So... I'm going to, if I may, Steve, reframe your question because you've asked me to give three. <laughs> I suppose these will be the three that we all know, not one. I'm, I'm going to quantify my question. See, I'm already doing what Andreas was alluding to. I'm already anticipating what people are going to say. Yeah, I'm this is really in. bad. Listen, make it five. Question. 
Make it five no. if that's easier. No, three, three's enough. So my the three that I'm going to choose are if I had to um, select three detailing product uh, ranges and um, or brands that I could only ever use for the rest of my life. My aunt and, and this is generic. Okay, I would choose. Get on with it. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> Come on, it's bedtime. Right. Okay. Um, built Hamber. Fanboy. Yep. Yeah. In second place, uh, I've got Alien Magic and Ooh. Detail Bug for different reasons, but I love th- I love their brands. I've used a lot of their stuff, so they they're joint. Um, and it would have to be um, HB Source Custom Wax Creations for the waxes, um, ha- ha- hands down. So. Three different brands, okay, for three different reasons. Um, but I think with those three, I would be happy for the rest of my detailing days um, because I've, I've tested. They're probably the ones I've mainly focused on, and I know they 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 really really good. But um, Sonex is a great show. I'm gonna just plugging. We're gonna be doing a revo- review on Sonex products soon. And um, the only one I've used is their um, brilliant uh, the um, Net Shield and their, their detailing spray that's been around for years. The it's a brilliant detailing spray. Um, detailing? Yeah. You mean yeah, BSD? Yeah. That's it, BSD, yeah. So um, we're going oh, to come to them as what, well. Wasn't that, well, Steve, Steve, wasn't that a question you wanted to ask me in this podcast about the polymer net shield? Yes. About the what? The polymer net shield? Wasn't that yes, in the first one. podcast? Yeah, that we'll come back to that. Something... Quick, quick. I'm, only, I'm only interrupting because George has had more time than any of us to choose his three. So George, go. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Built Hammer, Autobright, Bouncers. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Varying reasons there. I think Built Hammer does what it says on the tin. Autobright, user experience, scent, and Bouncers. Yeah. I really like the brand. The waxes are amazing. And I use the. Um, slick make the other day the creed edition and even yep. though it isn't it, do you know what i think it's one of my favorite shampoos it might not be the best in the world but for me the user experience i got out of that was amazing and my neighbor thought i had aftershave on so it's win-win <laughs> <laughs> go on steve you, you, more time than you know what the funniest thing is go on go on before before you um jump in andreas steve what are your best three yeah Oh, I need to make it a horrible question, I've... and it does if... and it does not mean these are our three basics. But we've been forced to give an answer, and the brilliant brands out if, there. But yeah, if ahead. I was asked, and I've been asked this question before, on a quick fire answer was Infinity Wax Garage Therapy Labo Cosmetica. Mm. Oh, lab! Oh, Labo Cosmetica. Forgot about them. Very No, I need to change my answer. You're right, Steve's right. That's yeah. been asked uh, of me before. And why yeah. Infinity Wax? Because I've got a close relationship with them. They're always innovating. I think I've said that before. Yep. Garage Therapy because I don't believe they do a bad product for me. There's a couple of them that I'm not keen on. Mm. There's a couple I would take out, but they do do the job. Um, mm. And Labo Cosmetica from all those years ago with that three pH system and how it's yep. evolved up until now. That's a process that I still use to this day, and I have a lot of great results with that's it results no, i get results no. i bow down to that lab, lab you know what the funny thing is? <clears throat> go on address 
my my answer would completely change if you would ask me if if there's one brand that you could use for the rest of your life, and I would say Dodo Choose. Oh wow! Oh, all right. Then let's because if it's, the if it's just one brand, the product, yeah, the products have to work and they have to be fun at the same time. And I don't think there's another brand which combines those two things as well as Dodo does. Well, what about Diana? I know I'm splitting airs there. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah. Oh, almost. The, yeah. This is, this is same wheelhouse. Same wheelhouse. <laughs> this is <Right>. lesson. <laughs> hey, George, one brand. Oh. For the rest of your life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my hands up. Not because they are the best in any way, shape, or form, and they're, their wax is limited, and I'm going to lose all my creativity and my involvement with the brand owners and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to say Built Hamber. <clears throat> yeah, but Built Hamber, though... Like, don't criticize my answer. I'm not asking for an evaluation. I just want to know your best one. <laughs> it is I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump in before him, and I'm going to say, one brand, one brand only to do everything. There's only Auto Bright. Do you know what? I'll second that. Is that because they literally do everything. I could everything, get a polish, yeah. or I could get a polish. Everything I wanted to detail a car what? for cent for glass. You wanted one, they do everything under one roof. Yeah. And also yep. they have varying scents as well, which caters for everybody. I know a good example is the pumpkin spice Halloween quick detailer. I had to stop my brother from drinking that because <laughs> of this. <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna be really nasty with you because I prepared a similar question, but let's let's turn it around. Now let's assume... We're interviewing him. Oh, this is brilliant. Go on, Andreas. Go on. Let's fun. assume that for some strange reason, the government assigns you with the task to name detailing brands, which then would be forced to close down for good. Which three brands would you name based on the assumption that no one would miss them and that they don't actually bring anything valuable to the market? EZ. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right, we'll straight in. Oh, sorry, I should have hesitated. <laughs> EZ. Uh, yeah, um, Mad Cow. Oh, I was very rude and abrupt and everything else when you said or mentioned anything about the brand. That's mm. not something that's going to survive very long. That's oh, you're, you're waiting for my answer now, aren't you? Yeah, and it is almost Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few. I've got a few in my head. Um, so, and I had to choose one. You can name and, a few. Uh, uh, I agree with I agree with the EZ thing, but I'm going to quantify that because I've never actually used any of their products. Now, the reason why I would agree with George on that one is the, and my my opinion is purely based on social media is the considerable amount of negativity about the brand. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So um, do I honestly think um, the brand would be missed? Probably not. Um, Mad Cow, yeah, get it. Once again, I haven't used their products, so it's just based on my perception, what I've seen, heard, felt, and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you've never used EZ, they've got a sale on. I ignore it, though, because they've... <laughs> they've got a sale on. I was waiting for... Which I was waiting for that sale. Maybe that's my opportunity now. Um, oh, I've got a sister company. It's DFS. They have a sale on as well. Yeah. <laughs> this will be a weird one. This is the, the fairest way I can answer it. Now, bearing in mind, I'm not trying to be... 
I said my brand that I would always use is Built Hamber. Yeah. Conversely, if Built Hamber doesn't exist, I'd still be able to get equally as good products, if you see what I mean. And that's based purely on the fact that they've got a limited product range. I don't think yeah. it wouldn't the, – the industry wouldn't miss it. However, from the products they do have, okay, that would be my natural choice. And I suppose that's linking into what Steve said when he said Auto Bright, okay, because of the expansive range. Yeah. The negative side of, in my opinion, Built Hamber is they deliberately keep their product range small and there's some fundamental gaps in their product lineup. Okay, yeah. so I would probably, in a perverse kind of way, answer it Built Hamber, but that is not – me being nasty, that is me saying Judas, yeah. politician. Yeah, yeah. There, there are some other brands in my head. Judas Frazier. However, we will discuss them when I hit end recording. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Swerve. <laughs> what a question. Who would you call the best? Now, I like the, the easy and the mad cow shout up. On the other hand, I think those brands maybe will end themselves. So I'll actually name a brand which probably won't end itself and needs to be ended, and that's Turtle Wax. Oh. <laughs> oh. Come out that's swinging, Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, come on, that's the reason you invited me for exactly that type of, sen of sentence. They've, exactly. got, they've got better, but I can <laughs> I can see your reasoning behind that. That is a fair a fair shout. Yeah, go on, back it up. Let's hear why, please. Doesn't like toy toys. They show, <laughs> yeah. in my personal opinion, they show a lack of integrity in how they market product and how they behave. Because we probably all know, because Jay made it very public when they tried to bully their inside job interior detailer product into the UK market when Jay had his own product with the same name yeah. that does exactly the same um, for years. And um, that kind of behavior is exactly why I would say let's end mm. that brand. And it's negativity as well, isn't it? Trying to take down the small guy is just wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I thought you were going to say something like because their products are mediocre across the range. That's my perception of Turtle Wax. Mm. I, I have used them and they've been, yeah, they've been good. They haven't been good. They haven't been bad. So the new ones, them, the but... new ones are decent. I would say the new yes. ones are decent, but um, yeah, it's it's mainly for the how they market, how they behave. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's they are definitely some products of their range which I believe are <clears throat> badged at. Uh, eight to nine pounds mark and then i believe by putting the ceramic bottle or hybrid on the front um with a maybe a tweak maybe even not and then command 20 pounds per bottle mm. brands sure like that, on my testing it's become prevalent that uh, a nine eight to nine pound sealant which i actually bought for six pounds um acted the same as one that i paid 18 yeah. pounds for um yeah. with the I same results i mm. can back that up yeah yeah, there's that, I was reading a report the other day, um, and I thought this name was going to come up. Um, what's the chemical guys? Um, there was a, a thing on their product range, and I could not, I can't remember what the figure was. Um, and I, I'm, 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 you know, um, 
it's 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 okay that I discuss what I've read and felt and thought. Um, that's what these podcasts are all about. I'm going right back to the start, Andres. We said how what is it going to be, and this is for people um, talking. Was um, <laughs> the suggestion is? I mean, they've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of products, and the, and um, I've got about twelve of them, and I am sure that three of them. And I'm, I will share it another podcast are exactly the same product in different yeah, packaging, well, targeted wasn't and doing that different in things. The Specky, wasn't that in Specky and Paul's podcast lately? Not sure. Maybe that's not where sure. you picked Steve, it up. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it might have been that, but I've, I've, I went and thought, hmm, okay. Um, um, so, you know, that, that's, that, 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 I don't like that. I don't like that in, this, in the industry. No. And I think, in, to his credit, um, Cab from um, Stiana Gloss is a great advocate of that. Why buy three products when this product does X, Y, Z? Love that. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, and I think yeah. I think that is then, really, really healthy. Yeah. Go on, Andre. Yeah. Then on the other hand, we have to say that the chemical guys, their products at least are always really easy to use and they are pleasant yeah. to use every single time. Yeah. Well, yeah. On, so on the, on the back that, of, that's, that's why. Yeah. On the back of less is more. If you had to kill a product or two that isn't needed in the detailing scene, what would it be, or what would they be? Tire cleaners. Oh, I like tire cleaners, but then again, uh, you can uh, carry uh, to do it. We've, we've, we should have started. I actually think there's a reason why they exist, and they work better than ninety percent of APCs on the market. Okay. You need to explain that to me. I need educated yeah. because I think yeah. I, th I I think the so the original source was uh, Michael from Infinity Works who said that the if you look at particle sizes, then APCs are rather big because they don't have to penetrate as much, whereas tire cleaners need to penetrate into the rubber, and therefore the particle sizes need to be smaller. That's why they generally work better. Mm. Okay. Okay. And that's exactly what I found. There, there are APCs which work extremely well mm. um, on tires, mm. but generally tire cleaners work better. Yeah, ADBL rubber and tire is there's nothing I've ever tried anything like it. Better than rebound. On another level, the AD a, it smashes it out of the park. ADBL rubber and tire is yeah, rebound doesn't even come close. Mm. Honestly, it's um, I've never known found nothing that, like um, it. Yeah, the, the GN one and the Dodo Choose one for me worked best. Okay. Especially oh, if you do material safety tests with them. That's where pretty yeah. much all the others fall apart. Hmm. I'll try I'll definitely try that. I must admit, I I've 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 done tests with APC and I think it was something it was something like um suffix HD or something like that. Um and I That's I suppose on my test so that's yeah, one on, which on works my, extremely well yeah. yeah and i suppose because i used that one i when i was I, I remember doing a test where i quarterized the tire and i used a couple of dedicated um tire cleaners and a couple of apcs yep. like i personally couldn't yep. differentiate between them so i suppose that's that's tarnished my perception of them but certainly what you said andres is certainly worth looking into if there's actual a sort of a scientific um reason whereby a dedicated wheel cleaner for the reasons you gave pen further maybe that's something i'm certainly going to explore and maybe delve a bit deeper into some side-by-side -side comparisons um and, and like i say it's not just your opinion you've actually backed it up with something that i will go in and investigate myself um so mm -hmm. you, is it george reband is that wheel cleaner or a tire cleaner or both 
It's just a dedicated tire cleaner. No, yeah. tire cleaner. Try that one as well then. Yeah. So really back, back to your question. Really good. Back, back mm. to your question. Two products. You mean in general, like product categories? No, just two. Uh, yeah, sorry, product categories. Yeah. For the audio listeners, we're still here. Yes, right, yes, yes, yes. Strip washes, strip Ooh. wash shampoos. Because yeah. not Ooh. not a single one I ever tested, yeah. except for Wires Wash Plus worked. I was about to say that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. No, they don't. With yeah. mm. wash shampoos, especially all the American ones, um, which are slightly alkaline, if not even pH neutral, which no, they they don't just they don't just work. So uh, that's one, one category, the, the and one, then the other the one you be... mentioned. The one you mentioned, Andreas, is is because it's an abrasive, though, isn't it? The actual shampoo is almost a form exactly. of abrasion. That's why it's so exactly. effective. Um, yep. And I totally agree. It's the yep. only one that I've found works as well. Mm. Uh, ooh, I'm go ooh. that will be a controversial one. Wheel shampoos. <laughs> oh, I like wheel shampoos. <laughs> I'm, not of, I'm not a fan of them either. Yep, I love them. No. I have found two which are different than regular car shampoos, but all the other ones. No. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Go on, Steve. Yeah. You're, sorry, no, sorry, no, George, no, Steve, no. You're passionate about that, yeah. I love um, wheel shampoos. Have done ever since uh, we bought our T6 three, four years ago. Um, I went and bought one, I only had it about a month. I went and bought a lovely set of Caliber Altus gloss black alloys and noticeably see wash marring and everything else has started to arrive on them within four or five weeks. So I was looking for every excuse or every reason I could find to eliminate, no, 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 reduce that wash marring. Um, mm. When I stumbled across them, and uh, well, I think it was the Garrett's Therapy um, wheel shampoo which had come across, which, yeah. yeah, set me off and away I went. Now I have probably yeah. 10 or 12 of them, but I can see where Andreas is coming from that. Now yeah. there's a couple um, more good ones out there, but I've got some that are just a waste of time. They don't even hold the, the Therapy um, one is one of the two I mentioned, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Infinity Wax one's good, and I use... Infinity Wax is good. I use Just Wheels that's from Auto the second Bright, one, yeah. and I was blown Auto away. Auto Bright's brilliant. The yeah. slickness and everything else is exceptional. I was I was blown away with that, how good it was, and how long it held the suds for as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a slippery bugger, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're all wrong. You're all wrong. You can just use normal shampoo. Anyway, Steve. <laughs> Steve, what's <laughs> your one? I'm joking. You're joking. What, what, uh, uh, your answer to the question. These, these are dynamite quay. We should have just done the podcast on these, I tell you. <laughs> My answer to what question? What product or what's what um what product would you get rid of, i.e. a shampoo or wax or something Two. like that? Two. Citrus. <coughs> oh yeah. We know we know that. <laughs> yeah. Snow foam. Oh yeah. yeah. You all know yeah. I've been very vocal about it. Um yeah. if I wanted something to soften and loosen, then I might as well just put a shampoo over it as normal. Mm. There's there's no no different for me. Um yeah, don't get me wrong. In the summer, if I want to add uh, dwell time to my citrus, because that's probably the only time it will be used, is but then I probably wouldn't because it's only light dust. 
Oh, I don't know. I'm opening myself up here and fighting myself with the same question. But I've answered it several times. <laughs> I would use an APC instead of a citrus because it's cheaper and you use less of it. So cost-effective wise. Um, and if you use it at the right dilutions rate, they are safe. I've, too, I've proven countless times that it's wax safe or LSP safe. Uh, and as for snow foams, if I can find one that actually cleaned, then I might keep it. But for me, I might as well just use a shampoo, snow foam that on, leave that to dwell and soften because that's all they're doing, and then rinse mm. it off. And I know it might be controversial, but where I live, hard water areas, whether that's having a, a massive negative effect on its cleaning power, I'm not sure. But mm. yeah, they look nice, they look good, and 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 it's part of adding to a safer wash so that it might pick up because we go to the beach a lot. That's where I tend why I still use it because I believe mm. or I hope it's picking up sand particles. Uh, from where we've been down the coast and, and taking those away because mm-hmm. I've noticed those do more damage than any other wash process I've ever gone, you know, used. Go to the Cornwall mm-hmm. or any beach one weekend, come back. If you don't pre-wash, 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 you know, then you're in for trouble because the sand, as you people forget to do the door jams, boot shirts under the bonnet, <coughs> that will, sand will blow out with a pressure washer and will grow over your panel. So pre-wash, pre-wash, mm-hmm. pre-wash. That's Good answer, it. Steve. Good answers, Steve. Um, Wade, are you guys? Should we just keep talking? It's one hour thirty. Should we just keep talking? All the question. Oh, oh damn! Good. All right. Um, um, two, I've got a numb tush. I'll give you that. Two, yeah. Two. There's Andreas is going to have to be a part three. Okay, we'll just keep going with these because um, <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. so my, my two products would be firstly, and these are controversial, um, but it's my opinion. Um, but like Andreas said, he's he's uh, you know um, there's. You know, I'll say something, and if there's an alternate opinion, I'll listen to it. First one is interior detailers. Now, my personal opinion on that is I did a test on a car that was left dormant for a month. I used an interior cleaner on one side of the dash, an interior detailer on the other. And in terms of um, the anti-static, I saw no difference. My other opinion on interior detailers is everyone's pursuing the OEM finish, the non-shiny. And if you are putting a detailer in, you're you're psychologically thinking i want something to be left behind and that in my opinion is not oem you're altering the final finish that's my albeit distorted view of interior detailers and the other one is leather conditioners i don't use them oh good shouts on newer leather i don't use them but that's my person that's my personal opinion and i don't know where i've come to that conclusion but um my mindset is and correct me if i'm wrong andreas modern leathers have almost got their version of clear coat um i don't I don't buy, I, yeah, I don't buy yeah. into the leather conditioner thing, and I've stopped using them. But I'm prepared to be educated as to um, why we should <laughs> be using them sometimes. It's, so. it's a long and so complicated much. answer, but let's let's um, let's talk about leather in part three. Good show. Okay. Good show. Absolutely. So my Let two. Me write that down. Yeah. My two glass cleaner, and the second one. Ooh. A waterless wash. Good shout. Yeah, I can see that. Then I can yeah. die. <laughs> Rinseless, waterless. Yeah, uh, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> why why glass, George? Why don't you think there should be dedicated glass cleaner? Because I agree with you, and my opinion, I'm interested to see if it's the same reason as me and the rest of the guys. So exterior glass, Koch Chemi FSE. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Andreas is going to come back with that one. Yeah. 
No, yeah. in the harbor FSE, or area. FSE has, his, FSE has its own form of protection, and I think it's silicones in there, which is why I personally wouldn't use it on the windscreen. Mm, Could yeah, maybe end up smearing and uh, stuff like that. So. Mm. I, must, I must admit, George, I've used FSC, um, especially, you know, it's usually... Um, to get rid of the water spots and all that kind of slightly acidic, yeah. blah blah. Um, and I've gone over the windows and they've done a good job. But I haven't thought about. I've, I've, I suppose that a lot of people ask me about FSC and say, does it leave? You know, is it a good detailing spray? Does it leave anything behind? So what Andreas was saying, um, yeah. um, I'm, awesome. I'm going to investigate that. Um, yeah. I personally use, and I might be totally off ball here. I don't bother with glass cleaners now. I use a panel wipe and some blue rag. Yeah, yeah. I really do. Um, that, that's my personal opinion. Um, because exactly uh, on the windows inside, it's grease use panel wipe and i just get blue blue um towels you know t blue toilet paper you know the big industrial stuff wipe it all down never have any issues whatsoever um mm. but that's my personal opinion um and i i think i think it was um what's it dave walker from epic okay he 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 did a um a video on glass cleaning and I th i'm pretty sure it was him that um sort of adopts that strategy and i've used it and it does me fine um mm. you know and you know it in my eyes, you're not thinking anything, uh, leaving anything behind because the you know there is a carrier per se. It vents off. It's very volatile liquid. It flashes off. And what I see on the blue roll says to me, it's taken off of that grease, and I don't want anything left behind. So um, that's my opinion on it. Okay. Mm. Cheap and um, cheerful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Brilliant. Brilliant question, Steve. Have you got any questions for Andres? I know um, um, you uh, you had. There's quite a few questions that we didn't ask last time, actually. I've still got, I've yeah, still got loads, yeah. loads. That's for part I've, three. I'm looking at them now as we speak. We've been keeping some notes, but no, I think the ones that I've got left and the ones I've asked tonight will actually fall well into part three. They were grouped yes. together quite well, and off of what we spoke today, that's opened up another set of questions that I've been writing through. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, there, no, there, there's definitely more traction there, and I'm pretty sure there's people who want to know more. I certainly want to know more um as well personally so mm. i'm gonna leave mine for part three because i'm conscious of one hour 40 minutes i think okay. for me that's a great to and from work podcast yeah it is, it is. and the last question we could have is boxes of briefs no i'm joking yeah. <laughs> I, i've got loads of those interview style well, questions let, that i didn't actually ask, ask him let me ask let me ask my it, last question I wrote down because I think it, it would it would end the podcast in a nice way. Let's assume okay. there is a multinational agency which overlooks the whole detailing market and that actually has something to say. I mean, you could, for example, put sanctions into play if someone doesn't behave. Let's now assume you are appointed the president of that organization for one <laughs> year. What would be the three most pressing priorities during that year for you what would you change what did you make better what would you put into place we False so players. need to get Andre we so need to give andreas <laughs> his own show and you could use the company yeah. platform you are so doing a a a podcast and we're gonna get loads of people on so george go for <laughs> it are I'm those three again <clears throat> I would say what would false... you change? What would you make better? What would you put into place? It can be all things. Just three of your priorities as the president of that organization. I'd make it center I can't even say it sentenceable if you have false claims that you need to be held accountable <laughs> nice. for. The next one I would have is, and this was actually something that Jay Bouncer said.
you can have a tiny, tiny amount of something in. I'm going to get a pen to write my answer down. And you, <laughs> and you can say that it's got graphene in or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. EZ sales banned. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I would go. Um, I wrote down three answers quickly. One that there was a training process for people to come in and work by. So there would be an accreditation for people to all stand in regards, which they could all pass and also be accredited, so on and so forth. Training would be number one. And part of that training, when I put another subhead in, part of my job, health and safety, part of the training scheme. Um, One would be also, I'd be camping down on any bullying or negativity within the industry. And then as George said, one would be, I would want to know the chemical makeup. If that proper, if that says it's 25% Carnuba or 25% ceramic, or if it's going to last three years, I want it to go through some sort of testing, real world testing, where these facts and figures are actually correct. Mm. George, that's my I three. One, I have one more to add. Ban any detailing in socks and sliders or sliders or crocs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, right. Mine's got a bit of crossover. First one, um, I'd have, and we talked about this in part one, I would have, and I don't know how they do it, um, the main thing a conge- um, contest, you know, that gets debated in detailing is longevity. I would have the, my organisation, I'm president of for a year, enforce some kind of universal standardized testing for longevity claims okay so if any detailing product makes a makes a claim regarding longevity um they they must have um approached my organization for a year um to get that quantified and tested um very very you know very similar to the medical world if they make claims or anything it all gets tested and there's a controlling body so control over longevity claims would put a lot of arguments to bed and unfortunately that's what sways people to buy stuff so i think it's criminal how some claims get away and don't get challenged the other one is um i would enforce that all detailing brands big and small release data sheets and stuff like that okay because um it's a legal requirement um and the fact is that's why there is such a disparity in the price because it costs a lot of a lot of money yep. to get that information and it protects the user and i yep. echo what steve says about bullying um i think that um it's it's gone too far in some arenas okay personal attacks on people um and all that kind of stuff um bullying's bullying um and i don't see why it's be ignored when it's in our in the industry we we love and spend so much time on so some kind of policing of um negativity and all that kind of stuff that last one is very very difficult but certainly the first two can easily be in full and in you know yes. a standard for longevity claims data sheets to get parity across the board protecting the user and the brand um, and then yeah try and clean up the industry because there's too much toxic toxicity in it so they're my three andreas Great answers. You're all hired. You. You're all three hired. Thank you. <laughs> you can you can pick the years. You can pick the years, but I'll hire you. And um, I, I agree with every single point you said. Those mm. those would be my priorities as well. I think it has to happen. I mean, we're you know one forty two. I'm gonna. This is the last discussion point. I think I think the industry needs it. I think with the amount of competition, mm. the amount of, of of stuff going on, 
it needs and i don't know how it was i mean it almost you'd almost need to have it some kind of um top down from government down through some yep. kind of of, yep. of the you know because yep. you're not going to get everyone agreeing the only way this is going to happen is if it's enforced right. by government and it comes down like any other industry because you're not exactly. going to get the smaller exactly. brands with um buying into it so i think it might it might happen um it might not um i don't know has this been discussed years ago is this just a, a question that we ask ourselves at the moment but um some some needs someone needs to control it so i think it's a good question i mean yeah. what's your opinion andres do you th i know we quickly talked about it last time but do you think it will happen um or do you think it's a too big a ask um, and we're living in some farcical idealistic world that really doesn't have any reality with the with the consequences of the corona crisis in mind which is decentralization again um i don't think it will happen on a global scale yeah. at least no yeah. i don't see yeah. it happening yeah absolutely absolutely right then i think that's 143 um it's, it, it got juicy in there didn't it it got a bit it juicy <laughs> you know when uh, andreas's questions started so um unless uh, Andy, steve have you got any more questions anything more yeah, to say well, or it was just to thank, as I say, I know you'll wrap up and finish up everybody, but it was just, I want to take a personal time to just to say thank you to everybody that has messaged me um, or the TCB group or any of us part of this podcast. Um, and thank you again, Andreas, for coming along. And I'm, I'm sure Andy will finish You're up welcome. as I just said, but the personal messages that I receive off the back of these, um, please keep them coming. Not for, for ego, because it helps us, you know, think of ideas, go for the next one, and we share those between ourselves. And please feel free to drop any comments you've got um, to any of us um, uh, that you'd want us to discuss for future mm -hmm. guests coming on. We've got more guests coming on. We've got Andres, as you just heard, coming back again. Um, and, there's yeah, there's a lot more coming. But, yeah, if you could uh, steer or direct any questions towards any of us, that would be great. And thanks. Cheers. Great, Cheers, Steve. George, anything to say uh, before we uh, run the end credits? Uh, just to echo what Steve says, really. Uh, any feedback that we get back helps us grow and adapt to what people want. Um, and also, I think that we should have... A, how can I phrase this? <laughs> I think <laughs> <we> should, <laughs> you know something's coming. Yeah. I think we should try and open something up of clothing that should be banned. For detailing because there are some <laughs> things that go on that are absolutely criminal so message us what should not be allowed like yellow t-shirts you mean things like that oh <coughs> man i'm only really joking i love it pro detailer winner <coughs> excuse me no thanks george um andreas have you got anything finally to say um before i uh do a wrap up and do the normal thanks and all that kind of stuff thank thank you so much for having me again um i mean it, it was it was humbling to hear that you got a lot of and positive feedback from from the last episode so um yep. it was a real it was a real joy to be mm -hmm. back on it again with you guys i'm happy to do it again in the future because we all said it probably won't happen that we have a government body or agency or anything like that in the industry in the next couple of years. And I actually think that podcasts like yours um, or Specky and Pause or others, they are they cannot do the same, but they are some somewhat of an equivalent in terms of we talk about those topics. Maybe people hear and maybe people think about them. And then that maybe on the back of things change a few mm -hmm. things we just talked about. Maybe. Let's hope that that it does yeah absolutely 
absolutely. And I to- totally endorse um, um, Paul and Specky's podcast. Um, really, really interesting. If you haven't um, gone and looked at them, um, you know, go and, go and have a long um, a, a, a listen. Um, really enjoyable, good, entertaining um, chats about detailing. So once again, um, George, thank you very much for attending. Um, Steve, as ever, um, thank you very much um, for your valued input. Andreas, this is podcast number two. Um, we will do some. We will do some more. Um, and like you said, the amount of questions out of all the past co- podcasts we've done, um, the one that we did with you, um, got the most response in terms of of of, of um, additional questions to ask ask you, which is good. I think uh, I will discuss it amongst the management team. What might be an idea next time for maybe part three is to um, fill this um, podcast studio full of people. Um, you know, there's so many people that have been asking questions, etc. Get them in, put eight up on the screen. I can pull people yep. in and out the podcast, yep. you know, and all that kind of stuff, and get a really dynamic flow. Um, I don't think we'll be in a situation whereby has anyone got any questions and there's deadly silence. Okay, and feed people in and that, and engage the beginners, maybe some brand owners and all that kind of stuff. I think that'll be something fresh and different, and maybe even do it live. And we were talking about this afterwards, so there's no editing, and we really get real live responses from people so um the C- thank the you very much of would be uh an interesting one absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, oh he he watches all our videos okay george uh, george quickly i'm just going to say my final word remember the place to be is tcb <laughs> before i'm sick run the credits <laughs> <laughs>